0: Hello. Hi there. You're listening to Sword Explained. Yes, you are. And uh, that's Kellen Doherty.
1: And that's Leah Bia Nielsen.
0: It is. It's <laughs> us. Again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember your Facebook name used to be Leah Bia. Do you remember that? I think that's,
0: yeah, it's still on like, some of my social media things.
1: And also fun. some. <laughs>
0: other accounts. I don't know. I don't want to give up too too much information.
1: <laughs> you I'm just going to always introduce you as Leah Bia. That's um, fine. <laughs> and I'm Kelly Belly. Anyway, this is a <laughs> podcast <laughs> where we're going to yeah. explain something.
0: We're going to do a little splaining.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I'm really... Excited about this one because I think about this topic probably once a day Whoa. for the last like six months, maybe. So something that is on my mind a lot in my apartment because I can't go anywhere else. Hmm,
0: an apartment topic.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so get ready because yeah, I'm gonna explain something to you today, Leah. That. Again, it's on my head, in my head a lot, and especially it's like a very viral topic lately. Ooh, like like, TikTok TikTok viral? Yeah, everybody's talking about it on like TikTok and so in like Instagram, Twitter probably
0: feta cheese
1: thank goodness no (laughs) because
0: that's hot right now it's hot
1: (laughs) the feta cheese tomato recipe yeah oh my god if i see one more child making that on yeah
0: to be honest though like i kind of do want to make it it looks good
1: (laughs) well if we are going to talk about viral recipes i will say that i saw one and I was like, oh, I need to do that. You put Pillsbury dough on a waffle maker. Ooh. put up an apple with cinnamon, put it on there, put another layer of waffle, and then you make it into like a little apple strudel pie. Hmm.
0: I will say I am not a fan of apple desserts. <laughs> apple what? cooked desserts. I know how very un-American of me. I was actually just at a pie place this past Wednesday, and, uh, like, they had, like, three different apple dessert pies, and then they had one that, like, wasn't, and I was like, okay, well, I'll get, I'll get the one that's not.
1: <laughs> wow, I an thought apple. you were an apple lover. An apple enthusiast.
0: <laughs> I definitely like apples, just, like, normally. I, I like apple sauce and apple juice.
1: Not smothered in caramel. With like a little whipped cream on top. No. Little miniature not, M&Ms. No. No. <laughs> no.
0: But still, each their own. You should go for it. You should go for it.
1: But we do still agree that miniature M&Ms are way better than regular M&Ms.
0: Absolutely. That's if just anyone like a disagrees consensus. with that. Yeah, that's wild.
1: You can mail me an angry letter and we can talk about it because <laughs> I have my reasons. <laughs> yes. Why it's better. They are. All right, yeah, well, so what's happening in your apartment that you're going to explain to me? So, I think because of the pandemic, but even before the pandemic, people were kind of feeling like this was like a whole issue. So, I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to try to keep this like calm and informative and not what is likely going to be like an angry, impassioned rant against capitalism, but hmm. we'll see how it goes. All okay. right, so to begin with, the Model T debuted on October 1st, 1908. That's okay. not really directly related to my topic, but I wanted <laughs> a classic misdirect for a second. Well, so, aren't you glad I'm not going to explain cars to you? I was,
0: I was prepping myself.
1: <laughs> I feel like every other episode, one of us says something really dumb about cars. Yeah, we, we should them.
0: pull the trigger and do it at some point, but <sighs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that ball's in your court for that one. That's a one. big one. That's a big project. <laughs> what is an automobile. <laughs> Yahoo Answers. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. <laughs> yeah.
1: So let's jump ahead to, say, 1926. Now, yeah. apparently, Ford's Motor Company was one of the few corporations that hired Black people, women, and the handicapped. Now, that's cool for the 1920s. Yeah. I see that a lot. But you know what's not cool? He used a ton of power and funding to implement teaching more kids square dancing in schools because he hated jazz and associated it with Jewish people. What?
0: Also, just, <laughs> is that historically accurate? I, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> it was. He really wanted them to learn more square dancing, like Middle America, like
0: regular yeah, I mean,
1: white kids square dancing. I mean,
0: but also, like, to me, the connection between jazz and Jewish people is odd.
1: Oh, yeah. That, I don't really get that. Either. I don't get that. I thought that was like, <laughs> oh, you just don't like black people, but apparently it was Jewish people. Huh. I don't know, because they were, like, in the cities. Yeah. Anyway, Ford's secretary and aide purchased a small, obscure newspaper called the Dearborn Independent. It ran for eight years, and all during this time, every Ford branch had to distribute this paper. It was insanely anti-Semitic. Super religious and right-wing nut-jobby. So, you know, like today's Breitbart, basically. And the paper had so many anti-Jewish rantings, from complaining they're the problem with baseball, to that they control all the banks, you know the deal. Uh, Nazi propaganda, basically. Uh, fun yeah. fact, Hitler is the only American favorably mentioned in Mein Kampf. Hitler Wait, what? Hitler is the only American favorably mentioned in Mein Kampf. Hitler's not American? You mean Ford? Ford is the only American (laughs) favorably (laughs) mentioned in Mein Kampf.
0: Right, right. I I said
1: it it again. I was like, what's not clear?
0: (laughs) What's not clear about Hitler Hitler being an American? He's
1: secretly American. (laughs) Uh Yeah, no, that's not good. That's Mm-mm. not a good yeah. no title um, to hold, Ford. <laughs> <laughs> he only mentioned Ford twice in the manifesto, but he also said Ford was an inspiration, and he had a portrait of Ford next to his desk. Ooh. So yeah. that's not great. um Pretty weird. If you're going to be the only American in Mein Kampf, like... That's, that's not an award you really want to win. Nope. Unless you are a Nazi, which he basically was. So I guess good for him. Yeah. And besides being a comrade to the Nazis and, you know, the whole car thing, and being the fourth richest man in America at this time, Ford, be- Ford became known for creating the standard 40-hour work week. Because before this time and the mass industrialization took place, people were typically working long, horrible days, like eight, 10 maybe 12 hours and usually six days a week. The only day they had off was on Sunday and that day was for the Lord. So you're spending like five hours sitting in a cramped smelly room being told that you're like born a sinner and not to trust unmarried women. (laughs) So like nobody had any me time. Yeah. Everybody had like 12 children. So it was like, that was your whole life.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: Yeah. So like, Probably a sixty-hour work week um, if you were working ten-hour days for six days. So in 1926, Ford transitioned to this new idea of the five-day, forty-hour work week. His whole idea around this was because of the industrialization and the manufacturing assembly line type of job. Yeah, working eight hours does yield a lot of productivity because if more and more seatbelts come down the conveyor belt, you can keep putting the I don't know the seatbelt latchy thing onto the thing and then over and over and over again
0: <laughs> we really got to do cars <laughs> the last
1: key goes on the thing and that hooks the, to the hook seat. and the belt <laughs> and you put the seat drilled into the floor and the floor is <laughs> mm, who knows <laughs>
0: who knows what the floor is made of
1: <laughs> <laughs> i actually just took my car in a few weeks ago and they call it was just supposed to be an oil change and they call me and they're like so your ser- serpentine belt is like almost burnt to a crisp And I was like, (laughs) oh, that sounds "Mm." bad. I was like, I didn't even know I had one. And then they were like, and your brakes and this and this. I was like, okay, just like do whatever you need to do. And they were like, cool. And I was like, this was not supposed to be my day spending all this money on my car. But (laughs) I don't want my brakes to fail. So (laughs) I balled out. And so anyway. Back to the seat belts. So you're making this over and over and over again. It really does become pretty productive if you stick to this pretty strict 40-day, 40-hour schedule. And Ford is also well known for raising the minimum daily pay from $234 to $5 a day. Wow. Yeah, I pretty mean, fancy.
0: That's that's fancy. I mean, that's a big just percentage-wise raise. You know, if, if you can evaluate it of that. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it's almost double or it's more yeah. than double. So yeah, yeah, that's a big, big leap. So now people, they could go to work, only work 40 hours, get paid well, go home and have more time to spend with their family. Because again, at least it wasn't like the super early 1900s where it was like, yeah, work in the sweatshop for 16 hour days, get paid 10 cents, bada bing, bada boom, you're dead by the age of 30. <laughs> Yeah. Things were looking up. Um, So Ford actually sided with worker unions who also wanted a 40 hour work week and he wanted to pay his employees a more livable wage. So people were really digging him. But here's the catch. Besides him being a Nazi, did Ford actually care about his employees or was he just smart and knew that would benefit himself?
0: This brings like the second.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this brings us to vertical integration um where if workers only worked 8 hours they'd have 8 hours to sleep and then hopefully 8 hours to spend shopping.
0: Oh, <laughs> like, that's what they want like, consuming.
1: Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we'll sleep for 8 hours, work 8 hours, 8 hours just hit the market, Mall. hit the yeah. <laughs> hit I guess the it'd be like a market. <laughs> <laughs> hit the Borders bookstore. <laughs> the radio shack. For eight
0: hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take the whole the whole gang, all the kids. Um, so yeah, the more time off people had, the more they'd buy shit, and that'd generate the economy. And workers also felt that they need to boost their productivity in their work hours in order to afford their leisure time. So his profits would go up, and more people had time off, they'd buy more cars. So it's like a win-win for Ford, basically. Hmm. Now, there was this huge idea that with Ford's company and then all other manufacturing companies following suit, that eventually we'd be working at not just a two day weekend, but a three day weekend. Going down more and more and more because jobs would get easier with all the new technology and the way humans were advancing. Ford even went on record to say, quote, it is high time to rid ourselves of the notion that leisure for workmen is either lost time or a class privilege. And so many people were kind of like, well, what are we going to do with all of our free time? We're going to, like, we've got to pick up more hobbies, more activities, you know, all those, like, old-timey things people did, like croquette and, like, swing Base dancing. skating. <laughs> During the winter, the probably used to a lot freeze. of ice skating. <laughs> Probably a lot of knitting. Yeah. Sweaters, especially in the Northeast. Everybody's knitting a sweater. Definitely. (laughs) So in 1938, Congress passed the Fair Labor Standards Act, which required employers to pay employees overtime if they work more than 44 hours in a week. And in 1940, they changed that to 40 hours a week and the 40 hour work week became U.S. law. And this is the topic I'm getting to today. Basically, a Nazi sympathizing incredibly rich man implemented a 40-hour work week like for a very standard specific kind of industry. And here we are almost 100 years later still living by the 40-hour work week and it doesn't fucking work anymore and we need to. Doesn't. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to explain.
0: <laughs> that's cool. I mean, that makes sense like I didn't realize that that's the origin of it. And like, it just hasn't changed because we're dumb.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it went from like Jews can't Jews are ruining baseball. Jews and their jazz. I have to work 40 hours a week every week until I'm dead.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> now in the year 2021, we spend one third of our day, five days a week at our job. Still 40 hours, right? Not really. (laughs) For instance, most jobs I've had are not actually nine to five. They're typically eight to five or nine to six. And you have a one hour lunch for like a one hour lunch taken out. Also, what about commuting? In the 1920s, your commute was not very long because uh, transportation didn't exist. You just like walk to work.
0: (laughs) It was horses. (laughs) Yeah,
1: You just like gallop away to the you know, the motor company. Now, depending on where you live, your commute time will vary. The average American commute time these days is about 26.9 minutes. But if you live in a city, like, or around a big city, that can be, like, an hour both ways easily. Yeah. So, nine-hour workday, two hours of commuting back and forth. Now we're looking at an 11-hour day. Mm. And... That would be if we actually only worked that amount of time. which no <laughs> people I know, and on an, aver- an American average, that is not happening. The actual average as of 2014 was 47 hours, and seven years later, it's thought to be much closer to 60.
0: Jeez.
1: Yeah, everything in this episode is real fun. <laughs> <laughs> Now, there's a lot of reasons why the 40-hour work week sucks for the individual, and I'll talk about that a lot later, but from a purely logical, like, capitalist, business-minded, like, hellish standpoint, the 40-hour work week doesn't make any sense for them either, and it's actually hurting the employer, and here's why. Burnout. <laughs> Partly, okay. also... Okay. The most productive companies aren't necessarily the ones working the most, because, spoiler alert, most people do not work nonstop for eight hours. And if they were, then they'd be a robot and jobs simply just, like, that's not enough for them to do. So a lot of your time and the employer's time is being wasted. Doing what? I don't know. Chatting by the water cooler, staring at your phone. Taking a really long bathroom break while you scroll Instagram <laughs> on the toilet. I mean, there's, like, a lot of other things people are doing at an office besides working. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people that used to take, like, micro naps on the toilet. because <laughs> They were like, why not? I'm here all day and I'm tired. Yeah. So <laughs> Now, you got to be there for a third of your day, so what else are you going to do? It's actually been found that employees only spend about 45% of their day actually being productive, but companies are spending money for their employers to be there, employees to be there, not actually get a lot of work
0: done. doing stuff, yeah. You're getting paid to poop.
1: Yeah. You're getting paid to, you know, stalk people on social media and... yeah.
0: Check out your ex's new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah,
1: get in a Twitter rant at some stranger that you don't know. I knew a girl that used to like get in Facebook arguments with strangers about politics. She'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is why you can't support Trump." And I'm like, "Who is this person?" And she's like, "I don't know, some sixty-year-old random man person <laughs> in Arizona." I was like, "Why are you talking to him?" She's like, "I, I don't know, I know." People
0: who do that too, and it just seems like so not beneficial for their own mental health <laughs> like imagine yeah. just like constantly getting into confrontations with strangers while mm-hmm. you're having your leisure internet time <laughs> you
1: know? yeah I avoid <laughs> all that
0: everything. i don't get into facebook fights <laughs> yeah well i don't have facebook anymore but still yeah. i just i don't get into fights online
1: <laughs> yeah i did in like high school and then after that i was like i don't want to do that anymore i'm an adult And yeah, now I don't have Facebook and everything's better. Everything's better. (laughs) So the 40-hour work week, like I mentioned, can make sense for a manufacturing assembly line kind of job. But how many people in this country work in the car manufacturing industry anymore? Not many, because we ran that industry into the ground, because we kept (laughs) making cheaper, shoddier automobiles that would break down more often, so you'd have to spend more money on repairs and buying new cars, which sure is a great business model, until Japan and Germany came in and showed us all up. They were like, hey, we're going to make high-quality cars that don't kill you. Family vacation to the beach? Why don't you buy a Subaru? And that's the downfall of the American automobile industry.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't feel bad about it. That's fine.
1: <laughs> I like Subarus, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they're way better than you know most cars that we were churning out. And yeah, what
0: what do we even have now? Chevy.
1: I mean, I have a Ford Fiesta. So. Oh, you do a
0: Ford.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because I just love Henry Ford. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> There's um a part in on snl where pete davidson is talking about like r kelly or something and he's like you can still like remix to ignition but just like know that r kelly is a monster like if you drive a ford just say henry ford hated the jews while you like buckle your seatbelt."
0: belt i don't just acknowledge it yeah
1: (laughs) Now, the main industries in the U.S. now are your run-of-the-mill, mind-numbing office jobs. These jobs do not translate into a 40-hour work week because most of the jobs are project-based, meaning if you do your job for the day, complete your task, whatever it is, you should be able to go home, right? You did your work. No, because there's this whole idea that you are on the company's time. The company is paying you for your eight hours, so if you do, did your work, great job, find something else to do. Keep yourself busy because you have to keep working. So this is a huge part of where the productivity really falls to the wayside. Yeah. There's like no real goal to get your work done early because you have to be there for the whole day.
0: Right. So you're just going to drag it out.
1: Yeah. And procrastinate. Sometimes I procrastinate sending emails until like 4.30 in the afternoon because I'm like, oh, I guess I should do it before I leave. Which isn't great, but, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but when I was in college, I'd had a couple different internships. And as an intern, one, you're not being paid. An internship should be illegal, but that's a different topic. I, I agree. Say, I agree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just, like, horrible exploitation of young people. And two, you usually don't have a ton of work to do because no one really cares about you because, again, you're not getting paid. So you're just like floating around. So I have really distinct memories of finishing my tasks very quickly because I'm a good worker and I do things quickly and always being like, well, what do I do now? And everyone, whoever would be like in charge of me was like, I don't know, find something else to do. Go organize the supply closet. And I'm like, why do I have to organize the supply closet? It's already organized. And they're like, well, you gotta do something. Yeah. I should have just gone home because again, I wasn't being paid, but (laughs) sticking to the rules.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I had like a legit office job at an oral surgery center for a year and a half or something. And I did so many weird side things there. Because I would just be quick. Yeah, I was quick and I'd be done. And I just had to like stay and do whatever. (laughs) So I just like took up a bunch of like other projects that weren't really in my job description to do something. But it's like now that I think back on it, it's like, yeah, I didn't need to do those things. I wasn't really being paid to do those things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's honestly what my last job was in New York because it was always like I would do what I needed to do. And then I'd have so many hours where if we weren't busy, I'd just like clean and I was like, yeah. I wasn't there to clean no. <laughs> the floor, but I was just like, I got to do something. And then it also gets to you because if I, if I'm not productive, then I'm like, I'm a bad employee. I'm bad. I don't like, <laughs> I got to work bad
0: hard. Person.
1: <laughs> I need to mop the floor. <laughs> <That's> what'll <bring> so <laughs> punishing <happy> to... <laughs> yourself. <laughs> and you know what else is a huge time suck in the eight hour workday? What? Meetings. Oh, yeah. So many. We now
0: know you just don't have to do this. You can make them emails. I feel okay. like the the virtual you know, covid era has ushered us into I feel like more acceptance of that.
1: Kind of. I mean, the, yeah, there's always that joke of like this meeting could have been an email, kind of like meme and everything. Yeah. But I still feel like in covid times with working from home, everyone's in Zoom meetings like all day. Yeah. And, like, We schedule these pointless meetings to talk about usually barely anything at all, because when we do this and look at our Outlook calendar, it's filled with meetings, we feel productive. And the higher up you are at your job, also the more meetings you have. Quote, executives spend an average of nearly 23 hours a week in them, up from less than 10 hours in the 1960s, and that doesn't even include all the impromptu gatherings that don't make it onto the schedule. 23 hours, that's a whole day! (laughs) That is! That's a full day! (laughs) Yeah, and they're always just like, oh, this is how we're doing. And it's like, that could have been an email. Oh, but I made it into this PowerPoint. Okay, why?
0: Why? I don't know, (laughs) I
1: have to do something. I'm here all day. (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing that really doesn't make the 40-hour work week translate into the modern age is that when Ford created this model, there were no laptops or smartphones or any kind of mm-hmm. technology that took your work home with you. Nowadays, it's thought most people work more around 60 hours a week because, and especially with the pandemic, we never leave work. You can get work emails at any hour, right. Calls, conference meetings. And now that your office is most likely in your house, you can always just hop on your computer real quick and just like, you know, get into a meeting or a schedule or something or send an email. So you're never free.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I'll say even in, like, a college setting, university grad school setting, professors expect you to answer emails over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, like, that's not how it's supposed to happen. Like, yeah. like, that is frustrating that it's like, that's expected. Like, you have to check it every day you have to do this every day, but it's like, okay, but if I want to actually compartmentalize my time in life, you know, between school and having a real life, like, that isn't conducive.
1: <laughs> yeah, if I don't want to, like, bash my head into a wall, I could check my work email all the time, but it's never <laughs> urgent. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, like, yeah, saving no. lives. It's always, oh my god, we gotta make this flowchart. <laughs> Did you look at this Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> And fortunately for me, my job I have currently does not demand that from me. Like I have very good boundaries with my job where it's like, as soon as I'm done, I close my laptop. I don't even think about work until the next morning when I open it back up. However, I did have a job in the past, the same one that would guilt me into mopping the floor where it was never really explained to me that this was just like a function of the job. And I had to learn pretty quickly that that was just the way it was. I was expected to check my work email at all hours, on my days off. I'd check it, you know, on the subway, going to work. My boss would call me on my day off. I remember I was in bed with a migraine on New Year's Eve and my <laughs> boss called me demanding information from me about something that was definitely not urgent. And That's I was like, what is happening? I'm not yeah. getting paid enough for that. No. <laughs> It was awful, but I, yeah, when I was, like, doing this whole everything, writing all of this, I was having so much, like, anger towards my last job, because there was just no work-life balance at all, and it was just, like, that's just the way it is, Um, and that's for a lot of people, and it's extremely toxic. This was the same job that always tried to make me feel guilty for taking any PTO, or calling out sick because I had a migraine and I was vomiting everywhere. I would also leave my apartment probably around 9 a.m. and I would get home about 8 to 8 30 at night. So, yeah, like, it wasn't great. Didn't love it. No. <laughs> and here's another reason why 40 hours does, doesn't work anymore. Uh, when this was made into a thing in the 20s and when it became the standard in the 40s, unless you were very lower class, women weren't really working. Meaning the husband would work his eight hours, come home, the house is clean, dinner is made and the kids are taken care of. Flash forward to now, even if a woman or a man wanted to be a stay at home parent, families can't afford that right now. A single income household is extremely rare to be able to make ends meet, even without kids. So, today, you've got mom and dad working, say, 50 hours a week, then spending a shit ton of their salary for childcare, and when they both come home, they don't have time to take the kids out to the Ford store to buy a new Ford Fiesta, because they're too (laughs) tired. (laughs) (laughs) And they still have to cook and, like, help the kids with homework. So, like... But
0: then I can see where this is where uh, Papa Jeff Bezos swoops in as the, the consumer Amazon-y, you know, where it's like, oh, well, I don't need to go to the Ford store. I can just go to the Amazon interweb store.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you click know? click button and buy anything that I need. Yeah. And that's how he became the richest man in the world. Yeah. I think Elon
0: Musk actually surpassed him recently.
1: I thought that he did and then I just read something that they misquoted him and he oh. actually lost a bunch of money, but I think they're very close. <laughs> I, I think Elon is like, uh... going to be more Dude, he is
0: like a that like crazy level of genius where it's like you are mentally unstable for sure, but it's working. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's a train wreck of a human being. <laughs> and I'm afraid for that Grimes and that poor baby that they named. I know. <laughs> like what? <Ugh>. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this whole model this only works if there's a 1950s housewife home to like take care of the family tasks while both mom and dad go to work. Which yeah. maybe there's like a throttle out there that has a sweet setup where both parents go to work and then there is a housewife at home to do everything. Um, but that's not the case most of the time. Not Could be house life. husband
0: in the thru- in the thruple. That wouldn't
1: be bad. Yeah. (laughs) But then they'd have to get over their toxic masculinity because men don't feel like that's their place. Because, especially right now, um, even though all women be working and earning their own money, who's still the one who does the vast amount of cooking, cleaning, and rearing the children? (laughs) The ladies. It's always the ladies. (laughs) Especially, like, apparently, my friend was telling me this, the only... Like, no men have had to sacrifice their job for taking care of their children during the pandemic. It's only been women. Like, oh, kids can't go to school anymore. We have to homeschool them. The mom always, like, quits her job. Like, no men have been doing that. I mean, I'm sure
0: there are exceptions, but I I bet you that's, like, definitely what's been going on. Yeah.
1: Like, it basically dropped women down, like, 30 years. Like that where sucks. we're not in the workforce anymore. It's very yeah. and it's gonna take like years to get back. Yeah. So that's fun. Um so yeah, the work is always the ladies and especially with women of color, they cannot have this sustainable thing where they can just like be a stay-at-home mom anymore. And fun fact is now with children and online schooling hit the, again, with the most, with the, going back to the 1950s, again, all really good news because women, it's projected it's gonna take a few decades for them to get back in the workforce, but it's only gonna be them working again, like 60 hours anyway, so. (laughs) Who really wants to go back? I would be a stay-at-home mom if I didn't have to take care of the children. I guess I'd be a housewife. I guess that's what that is.
0: Yeah, housewife. I don't know. I want to be like a farm wife. I just want my own farm, and that's all I
1: want to do. (laughs) You know? Like gardening? Growing potatoes?
0: No, like growing llamas and goats. Mm. And uh, homesteading, I guess, would be the term. Yeah, I'd Um, take care of some goats. Yeah, dude, they're, they're fun. <laughs> All
1: right, so even if your job gives you vacation time, sick time, hell, maternity leave because maternity you just pooped out a human being, yeah. you're still supposed to feel guilty for taking time off because you're not being productive. There's literally so many shows and movies where someone is in a hospital gown, like getting prodded with needles, and they're like, oh, wait, let me just send this email real quick. And then the doctor's always like, she's a workaholic. Um, That's actually not that uncommon. Most people are like very tied to their jobs. And with this whole venture capital mindset, hey, your goal for today is to build a new app platform or whatever your job is. Great. You did it. Perfect. Tomorrow, you need to hit that exact same goal or else you're going down in productivity and then you're a failure. And next quarter, you need to have your productivity up 25%. Next year, it has to double your profits and up and up and up. And it will never end ever. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> it's just a long cycle of like, you need to be doing more constantly. And yep. it's very, very exhausting. And of course, that leads to what you had mentioned, worker burnout. Yeah. Now, what is worker burnout exactly? Well, symptoms may include but are not limited to as follows quoted directly from the Mayo Clinic. Ask yourself Have you become cynical or critical at work? Do you drag yourself to work and have trouble getting started? Have you become irritable or impatient with coworkers, customers, or clients? Do you lack the energy to be consistently productive? Do you find it hard to concentrate? Do you lack satisfaction from your achievements? Do you feel disillusioned from your job? Are you using food, drugs, or alcohol to feel better or simply not feel? Have your sleep habits changed? Are you troubled by unexplained headaches, stomach, or bowel problems, or other physical complaints?
0: (laughs) I feel like that is literally every single one of the jobs I've ever had has come to that point.
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) You know? (laughs) <laughs> especially my last job I was like yeah I checked off all those boxes easily yeah. my
0: last office job I literally felt like my body was decomposing because I was sitting in a chair mm-hmm. all day the, all of those hours of that day and yeah. it was like I, I still blame that job for like any sort of back problems I have now <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I literally have to do yoga like every night so my back doesn't hurt, because I sit in a chair for eight hours, so. Yeah, Yeah. it's not good. It's, it sucks, and. You
0: should give a standing desk a try. (laughs) Yeah. I know everyone says that, but, I mean, I, I sort of, we, like, made this, like, separate work zone in our basement that you can, like, kind of stand at, and I, I've been using it a couple days a week, and it's fine, but it's also, like, god, that's such a death of life, you know, like, I need my standing desk to make myself feel
1: mm-hmm. better. <laughs> I had a standing desk in the office and it was always, really? Good. Yeah. It was nice, but yeah, it was bleak. Cause I'd be like, Oh, gotta stand up. Oh, big day for me today. What? Then... <laughs>
0: yeah, like, I have to use my human
1: form. <laughs> my yeah. body. And then I would wow, just how like, exciting. like eat a salad I packed from home while yes. i like scroll through emails like ugh, it's really it can be bleak and anyway the mayo clinic also listed some consequences of burnout so think about your past job and see if you had any of these fatigue <laughs> insomnia excessive stress sadness anger or irritability alcohol or substance misuse heart disease high blood pressure type 2 diabetes Vulnerability to illnesses. Those are all the
0: consequences. (laughs) Reduced immune function. Yeah,
1: you're just gonna die earlier. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, that hasn't that been like proven? Like, if you have a sedentary work life, I'm pretty sure your life expectancy is reduced.
1: Probably, if you don't like, especially if you're not being active on the weekends or like eating well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could be like working in a coal mine and live to be like 90. Yeah. And there's people that are going to die at 50 from sitting in an office. So none of it makes sense. Yeah. Now, a lot of this doesn't have to specifically deal with the 40-hour work week, but if you're working a job you dislike, even strongly hate, or is extremely toxic work environment-wise, if you're at that job 60 hours a week, you're going to be miserable. But for the most part, work burnout is ignored most of the time because if you're not motivated at work, you're just lazy. You're not suffering from burnout because a huge thing in our culture is to shift the blame from the bigger picture to the individual. It's always like a you problem. It's not like a bigger thing. Now, capitalism and our society in general are like, nah, the 40 hour work week isn't the problem. You yourself, a worker, you're the problem. You aren't efficient enough. So much of marketing these days are like, how to fix your personal life? And it's often labeled under like self-care, but like call me cynical, but a lot of it is just so you can be a better worker. Download this app with whale sounds so you can fall asleep faster so you can be not as tired at work. Download this other app that sends you healthy salads to your door so you can eat quickly and get back to work. (laughs) Yeah. Like all these things about like, listen to this podcast on your commute, meditate in the morning, drink enough water. It's all your responsibility if you're suffering from worker burnout, um, because you're not drinking enough water, which like, (laughs) sure you should drink water, but like, it's not going (laughs) to fix your life. No. (laughs) And another reason we ignore burnout and the 40 hour work week is because of workism and our obsession with careers. Quote from the Atlantic. The economists of the early 20th century did not foresee that work might evolve from a means of material production to a means of identity production. They failed to anticipate that for the poor and the working class, work would remain a necessity, but for the college-educated elite, it would morph into a kind of religion promising identity, transcendence, and community.
0: <laughs> oh, that's wild. I, it makes a lot of sense.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because what you do at your job, it's not just work, it's your career. And your it's career you is supposed to be your life calling and your purpose. Yeah. Especially for men. Sure, women too, but at a certain age, women are expected to be more concerned with being married and having children. Men are not expected to have their children as their priority ever. That's yeah. supposed to always be their career. Like, I've got to become the CEO by the time I'm 45, or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: like, I I watched something on TikTok where this doctor who was a woman, she was like, I can count, like, so many times that people have asked me if I'm here, where are my children? You know, Mm -hmm. like, if I'm doing this, like, who's watching my children? And she's like, my husband has never been asked that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, that's because it's not assumed, you know, like... I I don't know it's just that's frustrating
1: yeah and then when it's like oh yeah my husband he's changing the baby's diaper right now they're like oh my god you're so lucky he's being such a good babysitter it's like no he's a dad that's his job he's a parent he's supposed to do that and they're like oh wow like the bar is so low for men to be good like attentive parents but
0: women it's like
1: no you gotta you gotta go home uh, and this workism has been on the rise since the 50s, but of course, millennials, we've really uh, plagued ourselves with workism, and you probably already know this statistic, Leah, because you're also a millennial, as am I, although my lower back feels like a baby boomer, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the millennial generation is the most educated generation in American history, we were overachieving in school, uh, winning awards, partaking in sports and extracurriculars. We were told by our baby boomer parents that we could accomplish anything we set our minds to. Mm. However, we entered the workforce during and after one of the worst economic crashes. The job market was shit. Wages were horrifyingly low. Everything super competitive. And of course, most millennials were drowning in student loan debt. Yes. <laughs> so not great. There's also like some quote that I think, I don't know if Bernie Sanders said this, but Bernie's always talking about how like millennials are the first generation to have it worse off than their parents. And yeah. apparently, boomers were having way more sex than millennials. Like, millennials oh, yeah. Dude, are not getting any.
0: <laughs> no, Gen Z is not getting any either. They like don't know yeah. how to do it, apparently. <laughs>
1: yeah and their formative years they can't leave the house now yeah they can't they can't yeah it's really that's gonna be a wild
0: generation I have been growing some respect for them so I don't know yeah they're getting funny they're getting funny (laughs) through their trauma probably but yes (laughs)
1: Because, yeah, for millennials, it was so weird because we were really, like, brainwashed into this way of thinking of, like, you have to go to college because you won't get a good job, and if you just grind and work your butt off, you'll pay off those loans, you'll get married, you'll have the house with the white picket fence, everything works out because it worked out for my parents, but that's not going to happen for us, (laughs) unfortunately. Instead,
0: I don't know if I'm ever going to own a house. (laughs) That seems like such a faraway (laughs) dream.
1: (laughs) I would be impressed with myself if I owned a home or even, like, rented a home at this point. I'm like, I think I'm going to be in an apartment forever. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) I can't, I can't tell, though. But millennials were applying for jobs with things like entry level, five years experience required, master's degree required, $15 Mm. an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this results in millennials taking jobs for far less pay because they just need a job. And then they're told if they're not work- making ends meet, they're supposed to have a side hustle or multiple side hustles. Yeah. So we've got teachers who are bartending at night, receptionists crafting for Etsy. Uh, we've got nurses who have to drive for Uber or Lyft. This also definitely adds from the 40 hour work week becoming the 50 50- to 60 hour work week. Yeah. Cause you just got it. Like most people are working multiple jobs. They're doing something else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but how the 40 hour work week is associated with getting insurance,
1: Mm. (laughs) you know, like, like that's
0: the rule. Like you have to be at this number of hours in a lot of cases to get insurance.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If the, if you're less than 30 hours a week, you won't have health insurance. Yeah. Well, I I
0: think at certain places, certain places they offer it to their part-time employees, but yeah,
1: Mm. that's crazy. Yeah. And it's this, goes back to this whole idea that your job is your identity. So millennials have been told that since we enter the workforce, regardless of the financial and systemic issues taking part, we're told that everyone has a dream job. And if you just hustle a little bit harder, you'll get the promotion or that new job or raise or whatever it is. And once you have that dream job, I don't know, you'll, like, experience enlightenment or, like, whatever they're being told. Yeah, like, what? What happens? (laughs) But it's all bullshit. Sure, there's, like, the neurosurgeon or the congresswoman or the professor who, like, does have their dream job and they're like, this is the best thing ever and I'm, like, you know, I'm so happy and fulfilled. Um, but for most Americans, that's just, it's never going to happen, but we're sucked into this way of thinking anyway. (laughs) Quote from the Atlantic, there is something slyly dystopian about an economic system that has convinced the most indebted generation in American history to put purpose over paycheck. Indeed, if you were designing a black mirror labor force that encouraged overwork without higher wages, what might you do? Perhaps you'd persuade educated young people that income comes second, that no job is just a job, and that the only real reward from work is the ineffable glow of purpose. It is a diabolical (laughs) game that creates a prize so tantalizing yet rare that almost nobody wins, but everybody feels obligated to play forever.
0: That's wild. (laughs) Feels (laughs) obligated to play forever.
1: (laughs) Like, maybe soon I'll have my dream job. And it's like, no, you're probably never going to. I'm sorry. No. That everyone's been lying to you.
0: Plus, also, when you get it, it's like, like if you can't pay your bills, <laughs> yeah. How important is that dream?
1: <laughs> also, <laughs> like, depending on what the job is, but if it's really your dream job, is your dream job to make minimum wage and work 60 hours a week and right. stress out about money all the time? Right. That doesn't sound like a dream to me. No.
0: It
1: doesn't. And your happiness shouldn't necessarily come from your job, as most people have found out after working for years or decades. Um, Your happiness usually comes from your interests, your hobbies, your family, your partner, your volunteer work, many other things. Luckily for me, my parents made that pretty clear that a job is really just a job and you don't have to make it your identity. Mm. And I obviously really prescribed to this way of thinking, too, because I was never like, I can't wait to work, and I can't wait to be in a company, and, like, I, that just was never me. Yeah. And I will say that when I lived in New York for three years, while I was there, the workism culture and the overwork atmosphere, that was dialed up to, like, a million. Yeah, New York is... Toxic. It was horrifying. <laughs> like, one thing that always frustrated me was that whenever I would be at a party and I was meeting someone new, the first thing anyone would ask me, like, even before my name, was, So, what do you do? Yeah. And, like, during this time, I was working at an animal hospital. It wasn't exciting or impressive or flashy, and it definitely was not my life's calling, and I didn't want to talk about it. However, people then would be like, Oh, so you want to be a vet? And I'd be like, No. Like, no. They're <laughs> like, oh, well, why are you working there? I, I need oh, to pay money? my rent.
0: It's the money. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> like, sorry I can't, like, freelance in Bushwick and whatever other people were doing. I was like, this is just my situation right now. Yeah. And, yeah, so, like, then they'd be like, oh, well, I work at this marketing firm because I'm planning on working towards this blah, blah, blah for this company or whatever. And just filled me with so much shame and embarrassment because I was like, okay, well, I have a master's degree. I should have been making more money and I have, I should have a more impressive job. And I was looking at all these other millennials who were just working themselves into the ground, but they were yeah. prescribed to this idea that they needed to work harder to get their dream job. And yeah. like, you're gonna only be 25 once, you're only gonna I get live older. a little more. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you can slow your roll for a second, but also New York is so expensive, it's like, I can't stop working or I'll, or I'll die. Right. So, yeah. And of course, all of this workism also has to do with the fact that if you work a ton, you'll have a ton of money and also high status, and it goes pretty hand in hand that we worship work because we also worship money. Also, the American dream, or as I like to call it, delusion, that you can come from nothing and as long as you work hard, you will just become a millionaire. Um, the only reason Jeff Bezos has so much more money than you, Leah is because he just works 184 billion times harder than you <laughs> no <laughs> and the only reason you're poor is because you're lazy and again it just pushes all the blame to the individual person and that's yeah. why everyone is driving for uber yeah
0: and everyone's going crazy yeah <laughs>
1: So to end things, what do we do about the 40-hour work week? Well, obviously, the first step is clearly to have companies decrease hours. Work should stay at work, and boundaries should be put in place when where your boss can't just call you at 9 p.m. on a Sunday. You should yeah. not be tempted, much less expected, to read your work emails outside of work hours, and you should not be doing anything work-related outside of your workday hours whatsoever. Yeah. Again, this would benefit the employer as well, because since so much time is wasted, the productivity will not suffer. Actually, your employees will be happier, healthier, and probably more productive. Another issue with this is people who are paid hourly, they may say, well, I need to work 40 or 50 hours a week because that's the only way I'll make ends meet. Here's an idea, higher wages, because we all know that no one can possibly live off something as laughable as our current federal minimum wage right now even though yeah because they're not even trying to hire it right now like some people are but most people are like no 725 is fine (laughs) you can totally survive yeah and we also need better benefits like parental leave better health insurance mental health resources because if everyone has better resources to do well in their lives, they won't feel compelled to work themselves into the ground. The idea that we all work 32 hours a week instead of 40 shouldn't be like a laughable thing. That's what people thought was going to happen the first half of the 20th century. So we all just need to stop being obsessed with work because that's what the big bad monster capitalism wants. And just because an anti-semitic man created this system almost a hundred years ago for his workforce. <laughs> does not mean it translates into today and it's not serving anyone it's not yeah I, and i'm curious how much
0: do you think congress and the like senate works <laughs> i wonder if they do their
1: i feel like they spend a lot of hours working but like actually accomplishing anything not a lot yeah i think it's just a lot of fighting because yeah. it's one side being like this is the way it should be and then the other side like no and then they're like okay well recess
0: yeah <laughs> recess, <laughs> <A power break. laughs> go get some bon appetit <laughs> what's the place called um uh, <laughs> The soup place. <laughs> soup plantation? No. It's what called is... like Bon Bon something. It's French. And it's in like every hospital.
1: <laughs> what?
0: You have to I can't think of a in the
1: hospital. <laughs> I think it's called bon, a- bon Appetit. Les Bon Pain. Yes.
0: <laughs> the Bon Pain. <laughs> <laughs> the good bread. <laughs>
1: Le bon pain, <laughs> le bon pain, oh, little toi. That's all I know in French. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, that's the um, that's the forty-hour work week, and I think about it a lot because, yeah, there's like You're a immersed. <laughs> there's an Adam ruins everything episode, and that's like a show on True TV where he'll just like explain random stuff and he did one on the 40-hour work week and I was like oh that doesn't make sense and then I'm thinking about it more and more and I'm like none of this makes any sense yeah and then everyone's just just, like glamorizing it like oh the grind oh I'm such a hard worker I gotta get my bread and it's like no you have Stockholm syndrome like stop (laughs) your job does not care about you also like yeah, Again, I won't say anything about my job, because my job right now is very good, but I've had jobs in the past where it's, like, your job does not care if you died tomorrow. They would yeah. just replace you. They don't care. And you're, like, putting your entire soul into it. Yeah. And I also, I think whenever you ask, that. like, really old people, like you know, a 100-year-old people, like, what's the secret to a long life? None of them have ever said work. Work. (laughs) Work hard. The main thing they always say is, like, I regret how much I worked. I should have traveled more or I should have, like, I don't know, had more lovers or something. It's never like, I should have been making more money.
0: Yeah. No.
1: (laughs) It's things like that But I'm like, maybe I should just live out of a van. I think you should. I don't know. Like, With a goat? That doesn't sound bad at all. That that
0: actually sounds like my dream.
1: <laughs> uh, it really wouldn't be bad. It'd be fun. It'd be so much fun. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Who even really knows what they're doing with their life? And, like, that's the annoying thing where it's, like, you have to, like, know what you're doing with your life. And I yeah. don't feel like knowing that
1: right now I just want to see what
0: happens
1: (laughs) yeah because when I was in New York it was like oh that's the answer it's always your job and I was in a relationship with someone who was job obsessed and I was only around people who were job obsessed and I was like I think I was like gaslighting myself because I was like am I crazy or do I just like not care about having a career
0: yeah and
1: then I moved out to Colorado I was like oh no I wasn't crazy New York is wild. New York is wild. New York (laughs) has lost their minds.
0: That's like, I feel like that's such a part of New York is like the grind or Mm -hmm. the like extreme finance man like running to his next meeting. Yeah. (laughs) Or like devil wears Prada, you know, like it was like that's a a great example of being horribly taken advantage of at your job. Yeah.
1: Or like a uh, Wall Street, when they're like, greed is good. I feel like that was like a capitalist wet dream. They were like, yes, tell everyone that greed is good and that will only generate more money for us.
0: Yeah. And I was like,
1: mm, okay. Because I remember like my one job I had there, I would have to get up sometimes and be on the train at like 6 a.m. And there's just like people going to the gym before work. And then working for 10 to 12 hours and then you like go out for drinks and then you like go home and you sleep like five hours and then you do it all again. And I'm yeah. Like, I would die after like five years.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: I would decompose.
0: That doesn't sound sustainable.
1: <laughs> and then we're always told, well, if you have burnout, you need more self-care. You need to light more candles. You need to get a massage. You need to buy more You need stuff. to buy
0: more things for it. <laughs>
1: And especially the pandemic, I feel like my retail therapy has gone up a lot and I don't love it, but I get it. I'm like, yeah, it's nice to have a package coming. Things are nice, but then I get it and I'm like, this didn't make me any happier. But then I keep doing it. So I'm <laughs> I'm stuck at it. I can't get out of the I can't get out of the cycle.
0: Yeah. I feel like I can be very in it and then I could like run away at any time. <laughs>
1: That's good.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't Once know. you get off of Amazon Prime, you're like, I don't need any more Halloween costumes right now. Although <laughs> I did think of a really good Halloween costume. What? For you know, seven months in advance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is what I'll end it with: me, bald cap, oh, uh, painted great. on goatee. <laughs> Uh, a suit that you would wear in miami and i'm gonna be pitbull <laughs> <laughs> mr world what yeah. 305 wait what is the zip code whatever it is Damn, i don't know <laughs> what
0: is miami zip code? <laughs> mr.
1: <Worldwide. laughs> mr. <Worldwide. laughs> i think i thought of it because i was dancing to hotel room service i was like this is a really good song and i was like I should just be that the hotel,
0: motel, holiday.
1: Holiday
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a great song. (laughs) He's also a good man. Like, he contributes a lot of money to education.
1: Yeah, I believe it. He has his priorities straight. Yeah. I feel like he does a lot of good things for. I'd be
0: like pretty sad if something came out against Pitbull. Like, he's like, you know, not a cool dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't lose Pitbull. Not after all the other men I've had to no, lose. not after all
0: this. He's the stuff. last straw. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, well, that was the 40-hour work week. I know you're not working a 40-hour work week, but you're in school, so you're kind of still in a 40-hour work week. It so, feels like
0: more. <laughs> yeah. But yeah.
1: One day, um, the pandemic will be over, and hopefully things will be better. And hopefully, we won't all have to work sixty hours for the rest yeah, of our lives nice. until we're dead. Until we die. <laughs> yeah, but it sucks
0: because it's just like I feel like everyone wants more out of life, but like everyone seemingly can't have that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, know what also, it looks like.
1: I saw some TikTok video that was like, you know, when jobs are always like, "Why do you want this job?" or when you have the job, like, "Why do you love your job?" And you yeah. can never say, like, the money. money. You're never yeah. allowed to. You're like, this is my passion. And there was this guy that was, like, a doorman. And he was like, I got fired from my job because they said, why do you love your job? And he said, because I make my rent. And they were like, yeah. you need to be passionate about this job. And he's like, <laughs> why, is my no, call, why is my life calling to open doors for rich people? Yeah, no. And that's <laughs> like a whole other thing where it's like, unless, again, you can be, like, you know a really have a really great like if you're a teacher and that's your life's calling and you love it that's great but like yeah most people that's not gonna happen and if you're working like a minimum wage job it's okay that it's not your life calling yeah so just get high get drunk everything's gonna be okay (laughs) that's my life advice to the youth
0: quit your job. Yeah. It's not real. It's all made up.
1: <laughs> yeah. We need a class war soon. Yeah. I think it's coming. What day. It should be
0: after all this,
1: you know? Yeah. All right. Well, splain that one away. Yeah. Splained away.